what? I also got like really bad GI issues when I had COVID the first time. Oh, I've had it every time I've had COVID, but like I thought, I, I really thought this was like number five or six. I thought it was happening, but it, you know, it went away today. It was, um, I just had like a, a 12 to 24 hour bout of suffering and, you know, the, the suffering thankfully has ended. So yeah. Well, let's get started with the podcast. No, let's keep talking there's, about our illnesses. No, well, there's so much to talk about. I mean, I want to talk about both of your illnesses. I want to talk oh, but, about... Oh, but, oh, but before, we, before we get started, you know, um, I don't know if you guys have saw, uh, have seen that um, that uh, friend of the pod, uh, Matt Chrisman, is back tweeting. Um, yeah. I just wanted to say you know, at the top of the show that I'm really glad he's back and that he's recovering well. And congrats to him and Amber on their baby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and hopefully, uh, hopefully they'll be he'll be back up and at it like off of the internet soon. And you know, um, I should text my. I mean, I I saw that, I saw that online as well. And I should this I should text my mom who is invested in this situation. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, all right. Hello, welcome, welcome to December. The, the, where one pod transforms and we turn into our dark, evil, bizarro world shadow self, Death Pod. Where we talk about Death Notes. <laughs> the live action Netflix adaptation from 2017. Hi, I am joined by uh, Stevie, as always, and our guest this week is Alex Vasella. Alex, please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Alex Vasella. Uh, I've got an anime podcast called Watch for Mercury that started following Gundam Witch for Mercury and now follows Jujutsu Kaisen. And uh, Katu was a guest on it. And we talked about Revolutionary Girl Utena or Utena. I don't know how to say it. I, but it was fun. Honestly, I switched between both pronunciations because I am a dumb American. But big news for Revolutionary Girl Utena fans. Uh, mm -hmm. Yesterday, it was the front... the wikipedia page for revolutionary girl utna was the front page of wikipedia hell yeah and henry kissinger died yes. on that same day coincidence so obviously this will be Rest coming in out in december but we are actually recording uh in november the day after henry kissinger died thanks to revolutionary girl utna those things are created and also <laughs> spotify someone, saw, someone showed him a <laughs> A clip of Utena, he was like, oh, oh no, it's so <laughs> feminist. And he just he, croaked. He saw that and he was like, oh my God, we were bombing the wrong Asian countries. <laughs> we should have been bombing Japan to stop them from doing gay rights. More than a lot of American media at the time, at least. Um, even though, you know, it's a very conservative country. Anyway, Tim, we're talking about another live action adaptation of it's kind of conservative as well in a few very specific ways yeah we're talking about death note from 2017 and let me just start off i you know i'm a big fan of the anime and the manga it was one of the earlier ones i watched it is the one that i recommend to people who are new to manga and I got some lore on this. Uh, much like One Pod, Stevie is coming into this blind. No Completely knowledge blind. of the source. Not seen. In fact, I'm coming to this blinder than One Pod. 
because one pod, at least when I was in like fucking right early high school, when they did the Shonen Jump US, yeah. I had read like uh, like probably two to three, you know, uh, of like the serialized chapters of One Piece, and then forgot about it because that was twenty years ago, and um, you know, so but at least there was some understanding in my head uh, of like who at least one to two of the characters were with this i knew two of the names light and l yeah. uh and i had seen i had seen the you know our big demon friend Ugh. that's about it almost all doesn't matter going. because the characters in this are so different than the characters in the yeah. anime manga light yagami is a machiavellian genius and light turner is kind of a dipshit just sort of a dipshit that gets a murder book it's like it's so insane and we're gonna get into all of this but just up top i want to give a little bit of lore all right so the death note anime uh aired in 2007 to 2008 i think it ran in the u.s from 2008 2009 i watched it when it was originally airing basically ever since it originally aired people have been saying this is going to get an american live action adaptation why i don't know but that rumor has been circling the internet since 2010 2011 probably because it got um a pretty well received japanese adaptation and i did see those well over 10 years ago my taste has changed a little bit but i was a snob back then too (laughs) i think the japanese adaptation the japanese live action adaptation is pretty good I will say it's very, it also makes some major changes to the story of the manga, but it it does. And it also, it does it across two movies. They don't try, they cover about half of the manga storyline and then end it kind of halfway through instead of where they go with the whole manga. Um, and then the half of the manga storyline is covered in about in two movies. Um, they're pretty good. Ryuk looks terrible. <laughs> Ryuk. And the, like, Japanese movie is fully CGI and I'll say looks like fucking shit. Mm. Um, I don't know that the American one did better on him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and <laughs> side, side note, I will say in terms of, like, adding adding lore to your lore. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I'm guessing that the rumor was probably so strong about there being a live-action one at that time because that was the era where just this is Hollywood lore this is a film yeah. industry. At that time I was, um, you know, I mean, uh, work in film and, and like, um, you know, and so even though like I, I wasn't really doing that much, I, I would, uh, especially, you know, early in that period, I was, you know, reading the trades and whatnot. Um, basically like that was the era where like they were trying to do live action of basically anything that had a following it was the era of um, screenwriter Justin Marks being considered like the upcoming wonderkind of Hollywood until his uh, Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun Li, bombed. Oh uh, you know, this is the like Israel to Gaza. This is the era of of um, Dragon Ball Evolution. It is exactly, exactly. Yeah. And they were doing. Yeah. They're were, they were, they were working on a Voltron. They were working on a Sailor Moon. They were working on. Uh, I mean, basically, name name a cartoon. Yeah. Speed Racer came out. Actually, was made. You know, but like Damn. anything that was an anime that, that 
Uh, I mean, that was, that was like, you know, at yeah. the time, uh, James Cameron was already working on Battle Angel Alita, which ended up coming out way later and being, he and, only produced it. But, you know, yeah. that, that was the era they were trying to make everything. So yeah. it makes sense that people would be like, oh, this one, which appeals to Western tastes, is going to be adapted. And is so massively popular. And not only is it so massively popular, it is massively, like, there are so many adaptations, all right? I mentioned the Japanese movies. There's also Japanese live-action TV show. There's also spin-off novels. There's a Japanese musical. There is a South Korean drama as well based on Death Note, live-action. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, and there's also uh, a musical which recently was adapted into English, and I think it's also been adapted in Korean. Oh. And it's probably the better English adaptation of Death Note. It is from what I've only listened to what what they have on Spotify, but I'm I kind of like that one. Like I sort of have a soft spot for those songs. I do not have a soft spot for any of what we were going to discuss today. I have such. I mean, I hate it. This is a bad movie. Let's start. This is a bad movie. It's a very bad movie. Like I feel like I liked it a lot more than you guys because I have no context whatsoever. So for me, it's the shadow of Death Note. Just a bad movie. Mm -hmm. Like. Yeah. You know, it's it's not like desecrating anything I care about. It's it's just like yeah. You know, so I'm judging it on the scale of is a fun bad movie or a bad bad movie. To finish to finish the lore. Oh, and by the way, let me just say I believed that a live action Death Note was coming out in like 2010, 2011. And much like everyone else, I also believed that Zac Efron was the choice cast the the like fan. He was the popular fan cast for life. Uh, now that, that would have improved this movie if i'm honest I honestly think. now that i know his career i don't think he could have done it and okay. people just said because he's such a comedy actor yeah like, and he fair. always plays kind of the same guy he's always like dumb hot guy i don't i don't think he's ever gone evil i mean i haven't seen this yeah. new movie he's in maybe he's evil in that he definitely has cte in this new movie that's a little evil yeah yeah, yeah. I, but, maybe I just maybe I'm judging this based on the fact that I just really don't like this actor playing like Yagami. It's probably is, because I'm just mad that he's like Turner. This performance is awful. It is by the performance of Nat Turner as late in 2017's mm-hmm. Death Note is by far Turner? the worst performance. Nat Turner, what's this? Nat Wolf. Yeah, Nat, Nat Wolf. Nat, Nat Turner's a different guy. Nat, yeah, yeah, kind of a different, <laughs> different fella. There, there are no uh, audience. If you've not seen this, there's no, there's no slave rebellions in this movie. <laughs> um, it doesn't happen. Full disclosure: I had an espresso martini last night and then couldn't sleep, so I'm operating <laughs> a little wacky right now. Um, I did not. <laughs> I'm a little goofy. Uh, I have already said dumb shit. I texted Stevie earlier. I was like, "Oh yeah, when I get home from work, I'll, I'll send the the link to the Zoom." to record next week and he's like next week and i'm like oh no 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 today <laughs> today the time we said oh okay but to, just to quickly finish off the lore section so when this internet hype about a maybe probably fake maybe in the talks american hollywood adaptation of death note was popular somebody leaked a obviously fake script and the script is obviously fake because they changed the story so much and it was so Americanized. It was so bad. And like, oh, look at how bad it's going to be if they make an American death note. Look at this leaked script. 
and Light's name in the leaked script was Light Turk. Oh. So I don't know if the people that made this read Death Note, but I think they read that fake leaked script from oh. 2011. Oh, well, okay. the so, so here, here's 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 my guess on that, right? Because the way that it's credited mm-hmm. um, is this is this is another bit of uh, film industry like inside baseball. The way that it's credited, right, is Charles uh, Parlapanides, Vlas Parlapanides, who I assume are brothers or partners or whatever, mm-hmm. but they, they are with an ampersand. Okay, and then it's A N D Jeremy Slater. So. Okay. Those two, Charles Vlas, mm-hmm. you know, um, these, these Greek guys, mm-hmm. wrote a script. They they did a script. And then um at le- and then a draft was done where at least I believe it's a third of the content, um, you know, of substantial content was changed by Jeremy Slater, um, who wrote what else has he written? Um, who co-wrote 2015's Fantastic Four, um, uh, Godzilla Kong, The New Empire, which is coming up, Coyote vs. Acme, which is unreleased, um, and, you know, some, and apparently so worked basically, on... basically, uh, in an affront to screenwriting and God. <laughs> the and guy... Writer, in that order. Disney Plus. So, like, what I'm guessing, because he's on all these... Ner- and he also wrote for Umbrella Academy. What I'm guessing... Um, is that, you know, whatever elements made it, made what came out less terrible than the lead script, um, you know, it made it seem like he may have read, that the writer may have read any of Death Note or seen any of it, Mm -hmm. came from the guy who came in to do the rewrites. And these original guys were just given like, Oh, I still, I I, I still think that whoever wrote this has not watched Death Note. But let's let's get into it, okay? There are a few um, adaptations that like to start off um, first scene being like, this is different than the source material. One that comes to mind is uh, The Green Knight starring Dev Patel. Because um, that's a story, uh, the original uh, poem is about a very, a very chaste Catholic knight who doesn't fuck. And that's a big deal. Because this was the Middle Ages. And literally the first scene is him having sex. So they do this with Death Note because we're in America, baby. We're in Seattle. This light fucks. This light fucks. Oh, I will get into that. <laughs> this light does fuck. But it, we're in Seattle. First shot, it's way. like the Seattle skyline. And then a bunch of football players. Because this is an American high school. Yeah. yeah. Football players. It's 1980s high school where everyone is 26 yeah. years old. Yes. Football players and cheerleaders. And there's an opening montage. And I'm just going to say it right now. Whoever directed this, again, I don't think they're a fan of Death Note. <laughs> I don't think they've even seen Death Note. But what they were a massive fan of and clearly wanted to make was Donnie Darko. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
There yeah, is so is much Darko. Donnie Darko in this. Yeah, the way it's, it's, Do- it's Donnie Darko. It's Twin Peaks, and on probably on the production design end, a sprinkling of Twilight. Plus, the Thank dance you. sequences are every late nineties yeah. high school movie. Yeah, just look but at like, like the the, the songs they choose for the prom. Yes. It's like There's nothing past nineteen ninety. It's like oh, oh you. You really so like this. Much mm-hmm. 80s music for a movie that is set in the 2010s. Okay. Yeah. And like, okay, real throwback. Like but Trump like, was president already when that happened. Trump was president when this movie came out. And all the songs are from the 1980s. The way they use Ryuk is very Donnie Darko. The relationship mm-hmm. between Light and Mia is extremely like Donnie Darko and his girlfriend on crack. Like that yeah, is like, like if the aggression was evil. She's like evil Gretchen. That is why I don't think I would have liked this movie, even if um, I had not been a fan of Death Note. Because I think if I had just seen this movie raw, I would have been like, you clearly just want to make Donnie Darko. Why Why does this movie exist? This is how I felt about Joker, by the way. <laughs> this is how I felt about Joker. Like, you clearly wanted to make, like, Kings of That's Comedy. But you didn't, bitch. You were too late for that. And this guy, whoever directed, I should have done more research, but whoever t- directed... Adam Wingard. Adam Wingard clearly just wanted to make Donnie Darko. Yeah. But that movie was already made. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. Sorry. A couple versions of it, too. Yeah. Okay, so we got the opening montage. It's very Donnie Darko. And then, and also, in the opening montage, my girl Margaret, Margaret Qualley, I wrote um in my notes, Misa Qualley. It's really, <laughs> she's smoking a cig at cheer practice, which is insane. One of the things that makes it a little more, I think, Twin Peaks than Donnie Darko is that she just, like, magically it's, it's like dream logic like she's in the middle of cheerleading then she magically has a lit cigarette out of nowhere she's yeah. wearing a cheerleading uniform with no pockets she's not holding a bag right like, like she just and she just moves her hand out of frame and then comes back with a lit cigarette it is a thing that happens in a dream it is not a thing that happens in the world it is not a thing and that like, happens it in doesn't life. matter but it's it it is that like dream i nightmare. will say <laughs> girls girls yeah. love the power story of montages shit. Girls love storing shit like perhaps lighters and ciggies in the waistband of their yoga pants. So I actually can see that. <laughs> but but it's just like the, the way it happens, like, there's no lighting of it. It's just like right. it just it comes out. It just she has it. Yeah. Meanwhile, she, why does she have a cigarette? Because she has a cigarette. Yeah. Right. Don't worry about it. She has a cigarette. <laughs> she never by the way, she never smokes again. Nope. Right. She she never, just to establish his trouble. She's just, we just need to know that she's a cheerleader, but she's a bad girl. Also, may as well mention, she never cheers again. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Meanwhile, Light, uh, I have in my notes, Light Yagami. This is a completely different character. Yes, Light Turner. Mm. Light Turner is a badass homework dealer. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how often they sh- try to tell me that this character is smart because he keeps doing people's homework, but I'm like, yeah, I don't buy it. He seems like an idiot. Not at no, all. no matter what he does, like, oh, look at how Machiavellian his plans are. I'm like, that's impressive for a dipshit. It just none, <laughs> none of it works on me. I just keep thinking he's stupid because I mean, he's because he acts really stupid. He acts so stupid. 
He's so stupid. Yeah. He's also like, I'm gonna say like, Light Yagami is a much more compelling character than yeah. Light Turner. And yeah. my next note is, Anime Knight would never sleep in class. Because <laughs> that's the next thing you see. Oh, he breaks up this fight, right? And then he gets sent to detention. And then he's yeah, asleep that's, in that's, detention. That's another like Donnie Darko type moment. Because like the the bully the bullies really are basically uh, the mullet dude and Seth Rogen from Donnie Darko. Yeah. It's that type of like like cartoonish 80s bullying, right? Yeah. That, like, like I was bullied like hell in, in school, but like, not high school. High school, we didn't have time for that shit, but middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was never in that like, like no bullying one's been bullied 1980s movie Yeah. Bullying. But whatever, he breaks with the bullies. He's sleeping in class. Again, by the way, again, let Yagami would never sleep in class. It's nope. a more compelling character because he's this like insane perfectionist yeah. and um, just like this massive type A. I mean, okay, I hate to I hate to display my millennial roots. He's a Slytherin, you know, he's a yeah. Slytherin. It's all about yeah. ruthless ambition, uh, climbing to the top and being and part of that for him is being the absolute top of his class, and also a model citizen. Light Turner is none of those things. No, he's a slag-off genius, I'm told. Yeah, I get, yeah, I guess he's just like, ooh, I don't have to, I don't have to try. I just get good grades. Yeah. Okay. Also, like, Light Yagami would never have, like, a shit bleach job, you know? No. No, he would not. Light Yagami had light colored hair, but mostly to visually differentiate himself from L, who has black hair. Um, right, and in this that wouldn't matter because he's a black guy. Yeah. Um, now, side note: I did just um, look and see that um, apparently the director and the rewriting screenwriter mm-hmm. um, are fans. Um, no, the and- fuck, they're not. I didn't say they're good fans. So so basically like the the, the backstory apparently is like the, the script, the basis of this script comes from a draft written in 2007. Um, the leaked and, awful script is real. <laughs> yes. And so so they um you know it went through a bunch of different writers and directors, just like yeah. Everybody. Like at one point Shane Black was gonna do it, at one point Gus Van Sant was gonna do it. Gus um, Van Sant oh was God. gonna do Death Note. I yeah. like we were wrong. What? Yeah, we and so a bunch and there were a bunch of other different drafts to the script by other people. When it um when it whatever so when it was at Warner Brothers, they put Adam Wingard on it with the script, with the first script, the I guess probably the leaked script. And so he brought on a guy to rewrite it. And they did what they could with what the studio, you know, this, the direction from the studio. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, it went into turnaround and ended up going to Netflix eventually. So, like, um, basically, it's like, it's like two fans trying against, against you know, powerful studios yeah. to make something as best they can with what I assume was a much worse script. Um, okay, I mean, fine. I, again, I'm not defending them, just saying, like, you know. 
I don't like this that's, movie. You know, that's what happens. I don't like this movie. Honestly, I know, like, okay, now that you've read his resume, I actually don't doubt the comic to screen adaptational chops of the writer, or at least the, the main writer, the the one that did the changes, the the and A-N-D writer. Yes. Actually, you know what? I also want to, I also would love to interview the people that wrote the original 2007 script. I, yeah, I want to talk to everyone involved in this movie. I also yeah. wanna, I How far away that from the source material you that it was? Because, Except like, for the actors, because the actors are all incredibly famous for some fucking reason. This is a star-studded affair. This and, is a star-studded cast. And what's yeah. weird is that some of the people, in, oh, they're all good actors. Mm-hmm. You know, they're yeah. things. Some of the people, some of the people in this understood the assignment, Margaret Qualley, and yes. some people are not good in it. Lakeith Stanfield. Really? And I, love, I, di- I, I disagree. I think he's great. I, I think I, he's I, the I, only one. Actor. I just think he's a bad L. I think he is the only one that read the manga. All the, the, the L-isms feel very forced. I, and I see, like I, him quite a bit. I was just, I was, I don't know. He's, he's, he's playing, he's playing we're, we're Dar- Darius in Atlanta it. if Darius in Atlanta was also Dale Cooper. Because he's like, okay, you know, like how, how, like how did you figure it out? Basically, it came to me in a dream. He's doing like the the, mm-hmm. you know, Dale Cooper, you know, transcendental meditation, dream detective shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but like as his character from Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, we don't. I don't think we get a lot of deductive reasoning from L. There is a in the in the anime and manga, L is constantly throwing around numbers. Of how sure he is of something. He's like, oh, I'm 7% sure of this. I'm 80% sure of this. And then the author later wrote, if L throws out any number at all, he is 100% sure of it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Which is such an insane, but also to me, a very charming character trait. L- we'll get to L in a bit, but just like we mentioned, Nat Wolf plays Light Turner and his performance is so bad. That when I saw this, I was like, oh, that kid's career is over. Mm-hmm. That is over. I'm never going to see him in anything again. The next year, Hereditary comes out. A movie that is fabulous and that he is fabulous in. I don't think. I, I think he's great. He plays the son in Hereditary. Very oh. similar character. Wait, wait, wait the, uh, as in uh, Tony Collette's son? Yeah. That's not. That's a different actor. That's not the. That's not the that, same guy. That's. I thought that yeah, was the same guy. No, that's. I can't remember the guy's name. It's Alex something. I. It's definitely a different kid. Okay. Well, I. I am looking this up because. <laughs> I. Was, I wish it were true. I was convinced that that's a kid from Hereditary. It isn't. It is. I was like. I was like. He was in Hereditary. Where. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, I guess I'll fucking take that shit back. I haven't been in anything since Death Note. I think those kids look so similar. Am I? Hey, well, let's look it up. Has, has he maybe been anything since? Let, we we, we don't know for sure. We're on the Nat Wolf IMDb um, page. So I guess he, he. I'm aware of. I mean, he was in the. um He dated Margaret Qualley. <laughs> Yeah, and that's, you know... I guess this on-screen relationship was real. But prop, props to her for, for uh, her acting, because usually, you know, another bit of fucking film inside baseball. Um, like, a common a common uh, observation in the industry is that people who have already had sex have no fucking chemistry on screen. 
It's like people who have not had sex, people who are about to have sex, people who okay. may end up cheating on their partners during the production of the film, they'll do great. Their chemistry is amazing. Uh, but like, if they've already had sex, usually their chemistry on screen is dog shit. Uh, See, I, especially I, if they're not like, you know, top tier, top of the line, you know, A-list. Sex havers? Oh. <laughs> or both, you know. Okay, but she, so the guy, you know, just, the, the guy that plays the son in Hereditary, his name is Alex Wolf. Oh, I wonder how I got those oh, confused. And yeah, I think they're brothers. And yeah, he has, oh, he has a really, that, that makes sense. Yeah, he has a really prominent birthmark just on the other side <laughs> of his face. Yeah. So I'm not crazy. Yeah. I'm not yeah. crazy. I'm just a little dumb. But yeah, no, Margaret Qualley goes on to have an incredible career. Lakeith Stanfield, mm-hmm. incredible career. Fucking fucking Willem Dafoe is in this. Yeah, and he's I'll I'll say this, he's the best part of the whole thing. He it, I feel like Ryuk was underused, but Willem Dafoe was great at chewing the scenery in bad movies. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. That's all he really has to be. The most notable example of feel I feel like Lakeith and Margaret were maybe a little bit burdened to be there. I do not feel that way about Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe seems yeah. like he's having so much fun. <laughs> like Yeah. I don't know and how much honestly, of the stuff they had to put on his face or whatever, but he seems not, like he's having a great time. He's not a name that is known to me, but the guy that plays James Turner, Light's dad, is kind of booked and busy. Like I've seen him in a bunch yeah, of other stuff. Yeah, his he, dad he is played, that uh, guy. Like Eli on a Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, he's like a he's like a booked and busy man. Yeah, he's um, a true detective. Uh... He was in uh he was in the Waco document, not the Waco documentary, the Waco TV show as well. On he plays cops often. Yeah, he was a cop. Yeah, he's, he has cop face. He has resting cop face. He, he absolutely has cop face. <laughs> uh, Light wears wired earbuds, which really dates this movie. Mm-hmm. He's walking around with his wired earbuds. He tries to, this is another one of my notes. He tries to um actually his way out of the fight. Yeah, he does. He's like, um actually you'd be hitting a child. He's just, <laughs> he's, oh my God, he's using the Twitter, my, I'm a minor defense. You can't use that in a real fight. <laughs> Especially oh, when, you're fight- when you're fighting like a duo of vicious movie bullies. Here's the thing. Like those you... guys are from the 80s, man. You're fighting yeah. anachronistic bullies. You can't you're, di- you're fighting like guys that were if like the vibe of this movie is to be believed, these are like 32-year-olds in the year 1988. Okay? Right. <laughs> like... Yeah, they're not listening to your nuance. No. The henchman is balding. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she was gonna play the cop and Joker, as well. Oh, Joker, the, the a movie that I feel kind of similarly about to Dead and, and and even when he's animated, he's playing a cop. He played uh, really? uh, Gwen Stacy's dad in uh, Across the Spider Verse. Just you know what? His... Huh? I'm not gonna say anything bad about that guy because he is a working man. Yeah. We love a working actor on this pod. We love him booked and busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's, um, always, he's, always, he's always a pleasure to see. I want to be booked and busy, man. Right? But we meet we meet Ryuk, or as Light says, Ryuk. The beginning of this movie fucking drags. Also, I'm going to say it's really a bad sign of all of the creatives involved that one of the first scenes is our main character getting beat up, and I'm sitting here looking back on it, being like, yeah, he kind of deserved it for that fucking I'm a minor uwoo defense of himself. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, kick his, ass, kick his ass, balding man. 
like to see I'd like to see more balding men kick his ass. Get the cops from the anime of it here. <laughs> that I, whole team. Yeah. I need Aizawa to kick this guy's ass. Anyway, Ryuk shows up. He's played by Willem Dafoe, who's absolutely chewing the scenery. He's doing the most with what he has, even though he has the the great line, dreams are places you have fun, right? (laughs) I I have a note that it is entirely too dramatic when Ryuk shows up, because like part of the beauty of the anime is that when Ryuk shows up and the Death Note shows up, it's kind of not that big a deal. Like, yeah. that's how much of a sociopath that Light Yagami is. That he's just sort of like, huh, a book. Right. Huh, it says, like, people will die if I write their so name in it. I wonder if I should is... do it. And then, but it's just like, oh, no, there's wind everywhere. It's way too much. The beauty of the anime and manga is that, number one, by the time Ryuk shows up, and basically what happens is... A very similar situation. Light picks up the Death Note. To test it out, he sees some guys. Instead of bullies, they're like rapists. They're they're trying to rape this woman. And he's like, well, let me just write down this guy's name. He dies. And then when Ryuk shows up a couple hours later, Light's plan is already fully in action. Yeah, he's kind of a type <laughs> A that way, as we discussed. He comes up with his plan. To Ooh, knock out all these criminals. Yeah. There's there's a note on, on the Wikipedia for the movie about uh that um that Mia is not meant to be like uh Misa, um which she's very different. Will make sense to you, but it's it's yeah. really like to take on some of the uh sociopathic psychopathic tendencies of light to uh, make it less interesting. Mean. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's hard because it's just a girl with a different type of BPD than Misa has, you know? Yeah. Misa also has BPD, but kind of like, you know, it's weird. Because I really want to more, more like, um, um, if you don't answer my text, I'm going to kill myself. Uh, yes. Oh, my God. Okay. Versus yeah, that's hard. Like, versus we have a I'm minute left. To, uh, I'm going to manipulate you. I, I, uh, I guess you'll have to die or you can get yeah. the BPD pussy. We're going to take a 10-minute break. What's up? We're back. We're so back. We're back with December, baby. Part two of... This is probably still the, the first episode of the podcast that I'm releasing. Anyway, we're back. And before I get into the controversial character of Mia Sutton and how she compares to Misa Amane... <laughs> um, I just want to mention one last thing about Ryuk showing up. Okay, and like so again, a huge difference is that by the time Ryuk shows up, Light is already fully invested in his plan. He started yeah, he's like, it. He's, all right, let's just start with the. All right, cool. Yes. That, 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 yeah, like, kill who? Who the fuck are you? I'm I'm busy writing these names. Like, I'm right. busy killing people. And, yeah. uh, it's actually quite funny because Ryuk shows up. He's like, "Yo, you've written down a lot of names, brother." Yeah, <laughs> um, that's what he sounds like in the anime. No, it isn't. But uh, uh-huh. <laughs> but what if? <laughs> um, oh my god! Yeah, for the sequel, they should just have Hulk Hogan as as Ryuk and just because as of twenty twenty one, they were still working on a sequel. So if they yeah. do it, they just really need to put Hulk Hogan in there. And have him just say, brother, a lot. Brother, okay, 
I take back everything me and I've said. I need to be in the sequel so bad. I yeah. Do- <laughs> Yeah, you could be resurrected, Mia Sutton. Uh, everything um, I've said has been a I'll, lie. I'll, I'll, I'll be L. I'll replace yeah. Keith Stanfield, all right? Uh-huh. He's, he, I I'll, need I'll to... the uh, he's the, the person I get compared to the most in terms of look, celebrities. Look, Keith Stanfield's not coming back. You could just take his role. That's what I'm saying, yeah. No, yeah. Like, he's not coming back. I'm, I want to play... I can, I can be bootlegged with Keith. Like, that's fine. I'll, I want to play it. the character... I'll take the L. Um... I want to play the character that is based on uh, Naomi Misora from the anime. I want to be one of those FBI agents, vengeful wife, who's also yeah. an FBI agent because people meet at yeah. work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and real. real. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's the plot of the anime. Um, and I could be like Turner because I can't do any worse than what we got. Fucking true. And they, but the other big difference about Light in the anime, he can like, no tragic backstory, okay? This is, if, if anything, it's painfully normal. And like, exactly. that's the point. He comes from like what is supposed to be like a very idyllic house, right? Like he's got stay-at-home mother, sister, this was pop dad, right? Um, He's like a very upstanding citizen. He's the valedictorian of his class. He was a junior tennis champion. You know? Yeah. He just happens to be like genetically evil. You know? Yeah, yeah. And he has no idea until the opportunity just slightly presents itself. And then it just, <laughs> it just flips right. on like a switch. The second He's he like, gets a I'm chance. I'm a nice boy. Oh, oh, no, I'm a murderer. Okay. The second he gets a chance to be evil, he does. Mm-hmm. Even though mm-hmm. he comes from the uh, a very traditional 2.5 children style home. Yeah. It's like within the pilot, I believe, he's killed at least a couple of people. He's killed, yeah. One. Again, by the time Ryuk shows up, he's killed dozens. Yeah, I think, I think if I'm not mistaken, I believe the pilot ends with him being like, I'll be the new god of this world. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, that's all it took, god? That's all it took. Um... Oh my wind god! Went by and you just decided to be a sociopath. This movie, I'm really missing the evil love. Light has an excellent evil love in the yeah. anime, and they do not give him one. Yeah, and, and it's, like, it's I, sorely missed. I appreciate that they gave they they gave Mia a personality. Yeah, but giving her the psycho traits just makes Light less interesting, and so I'm like. No, this don't funny and Clyde this. Just like have so, it be yeah. like no, please do something better than the anime with this character it's because like, it's a disgrace. But but don't make her evil because then it just seems like she's pushing him into it and it just doesn't yeah. work. So I mean for, for me it was just I was just uh I was the I think I have COVID tweet the whole <laughs> movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, thank God. That you know, it was a, in a 1980s style high school where everyone's 26, so that comment would be weird. But like, um, you know, she's she's just dripping with it. Yeah, know, just, absolutely. I mean, it yeah. really leads into the the um, the uh, big eyed, sexy, evil girl thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, one and of she's my very notes, good. Don't get me wrong; I love her performance, but she's played this exact not. character in like three movies. Yeah, she has. I I put that in my notes that she is very much typecast as like manic pixie nightmare girl <laughs> and i love to see it even mm-hmm. though like 
she has range. Like she's she's also done serious stuff, but yeah, when she they was need right and Ryan King and uh Bossy Verdon, and she was just sort of sad the whole time because yeah. uh, what Ryan King, Ryan King goes through being uh the being sad. Yeah. But you know, she did the, she did another Netflix show called Made where she plays a uh down on her luck single mother and that's a very serious role that she does well in okay um but she, she really is the person they call when they're like we need the, a girl who is sexy in an evil way yeah sexy and like a like a de- like a disturbing sick and twisted way yeah we need someone sexy but also deeply terrifying yeah quality, quality. we got quality yeah. well, what is interesting is that like she's also good at playing vulnerable so like those moments mm-hmm. where she's like acting like she cares like that she's I mean, she does care about him but in the way that like a lot of uh you know bpd people care about people where there's like yeah. some we like it's off it's an off thing but like she you know having those moments where it's like is she actually feeling guilt or is she manipulating him or both her performance uh, brings in you know an amount of nuance that is just not present anywhere else nowhere else entire movie which yeah there's no nuance him. to anything other than her performance you know i don't particularly and say, uh, care for her character uh, yeah. but you're kind of selling me on her you know like the way you talk about her i'm like oh yeah that kind of rocks it's like you know it's a when good she performance, can, at least. When she kisses him and says, now get my goddamn book, I'm like, yeah. you just don't, you deserve better than this. You, yeah. This whole, whole movie is not up to your skill. Guys, mm-hmm. I could fix her. <laughs> uh, l- let it be stated for the record, I could not. No. I could not. No. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I about... Talk it. It doesn't matter if we're not supposed to compare, if she's supposed to be a different character than Misa and not particularly based off of her. We're comparing her to Misa. All right. Yeah. We you are. can't not. And the thing about Death Note is it's it's one of those things that, and now as, as a leftist, I'm off, you know, a common criticism is why can't you turn your brain off and enjoy things? Uh, I love the Death Note anime. My brain is off during it. <laughs> it has to my, be. My brain has to be off. Because number one, it's copaganda. It's copaganda. Yes, it yes, Everyone's it a cop. The good guys mm. are cops. The bad guys are also cops. And <laughs> it doesn't matter who you're root it doesn't matter who you're rooting for. It's cops all the way down. It's cops, cops, cops. Mm. I guess the only person who's not a cop is uh Mello, who's in the mob. Yeah. Well, so, and, and like even you know, with light, I'm talking about obviously light turners. I don't know anything about uh, comp- manga or anime light. Um, like the movie does have very like binary good and evil, like cop brain logic, like good guys, bad guys. It's like oh, everybody's killing is a bad guy. Yeah, it's just like so. And then the movie tries to do this thing where Ryuk is the personification of evil. Mm-hmm. He's the big bad. He's the real villain. The manga is not like that. Okay. Yeah, he's more of a. I'm gonna watch this yeah. go to hell. And he's that's like my a. Thing. He's a. Uh, just wants to watch the world burn. I'm a yes. dog chasing cars. He's kind of he, the, he's Joker. the Joker. Baby. <laughs> he's the Joker baby. <laughs> <laughs> 
he thinks we live in a society you know i think that's why again if i actually have to pick a character to root for it might be ryuk because he's not a cop yeah he is the least cop-like character yeah also he is very arguably my favorite i love him i love watching him i don't but he's not the personification of evil he again he shows up to light's house and is shocked at how much he's using the note he's like people other people don't do this other people don't use the note this much because oh yeah the thing about how you have to keep writing in it every couple of days that is a movie at it edition yeah when this ryuk says you humans are so interesting Mm -hmm. and he and he's been active the entire time manipulating the situation it kind of doesn't mean anything anymore because the whole point of that line of you humans are so interesting is he's not doing anything and that's why it's it's it makes it better i think and also like the storyline's better because in the anime and manga because he finds the death note truly by accident okay The fact that Light is chosen, I don't mm-hmm. like. I don't love a chosen one narrative. Yeah. Also, why wh- this? Dipshit? Why this fucking dipshit? Okay. And also chosen by whom? Because clearly Ryuk is like not yeah. stoked on it. He's like not happy that they're that they're partners right now. Right. He chosen by rather, Ryuk. I guess. You know, if he if he was going to make the choice, he would have chosen uh, Mia because right. he's like. Because Mia's along with his agenda. She's down if the line. Ryuk can give it, Ryuk can take it away. So yeah. why doesn't he just give it to Mia? Yeah, Mia would be the one writing down tons of names by the end of the pilot. Like, Yeah. <laughs> and I guess that is what they're doing. They're trying to separate Light Yagami into two characters. Yeah. Which is a bad work. idea. It's a bad idea, and it reflects badly on the one female character of note. I know. It's like, let's make her the big psycho. Like, let's not. Like, it's I also I, okay. So not only do I have to shut my brain off to the propaganda of the original Death Note, I also have to shut my brain off to the insane and rampant amount of misogyny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you know which one's the writer, Oba or Obata? One second. So okay, Oba is the writer of Death Note. He fucking hates women. He sure does. He sure I, does. I went to grab a book just to, just to, I've gotten names wrong left and right on this podcast, but I'm gonna, this is, I am making this a, a accusation for realsies. Fucking hates women. Every female you know, character. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> Never. <laughs> um, Never. What's he gonna? What's he gonna do? Get a translator for the podcast and just to hear us talking mad shit about his <laughs> property. He hates women. Yeah, I, I think there's a there's a moment where like L joins Light School to keep an eye on him, and L just gropes someone yeah. for he, lols, which didn't yeah. further the plot at all. Wait, so so, so I actually it's grown ass man detective. Yeah. Goes to high school. No, college. Yeah. So this takes place over a oh, longer okay. period okay. of time. The Death Note manga okay. takes place over a longer period of time. So by the time Elle and Light meet, Light has graduated high school. And uh, to kind of connive, connive, to set up a meeting between the two of them, Elle enrolls in Light's college. 
Okay. And that's where they meet. I I rewatched some of Death Note before recording this podcast. So L does grab Misa's ass. And the reason he does it, there is a plot reason, which is he is he's pickpocketing her to steal her phone to Okay. It's try. almost weirder that it does further the plot. It's like, really? Did we need to hit, put a nexus point on this? I mean Yes. Yeah. I mean well, neither I mean, one's great. But, it's not good. It's not no. good. It's not Definitely good that not the good. guy who's uh, arguably the good guy of no. of the series also gropes a woman. It's still a cop. Still a cop. But all of the women in the original Death Note are one hundred percent defined by their relationship to a male character. Yeah, Misa is Light's girlfriend in the manga. She also has her own Death Note. There's more than one. (laughs) She has her own death note. And she is completely obsessed with him. Also in a very BPD unhealthy way. He does not like her. Or any women for that matter. And Mm -hmm. I know the reason that Light doesn't like women is because it was written by a deeply misogynistic man. And I think he wanted to make Light like Sigma and cool. (laughs) It comes off as extremely homosexual. Yeah, it, it comes off at best incel. Like, it, but yeah. kind of, kind of, kind of homosexual. It's really gay. But those it's... are not mutually exclusive. I feel like, I feel like a lot of incels, you know, will be happy when they just admit they're gay. Yeah, look, the original light from the, the original light from the manga was a Morrissey style evil gay incel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. So fucking cool. It takes a brain to write that character. I think the uh the creators of the manga are did not intend that. I think they are they're straight guys. Um Misa is very much intended to be sexy and she is. She is one of the sexiest Women in all of anime and manga. I will say this right now, and I don't like her character. Mm. Yes. It would be great I if she had like a personality her... on top of it, but we can't deny. But she has she has sex appeal. Yeah. Um the other she's, characters... a, she's like a famous model in the story. Yeah, think, she's right? a model. Yeah, she's like got a career. Uh-huh. Um and she is well known for being good looking. The other characters react to how good looking she is. All of them except for light. <laughs> who does not give a shit but he maintains this relationship to kind of exert control over her and her powers and then the movie this is so all of this background is to say the movie tries to retcon that by making the character Mia Sutton the right. main female character Light's girlfriend is now this girl Mia Sutton who in, a, in many ways they try to give her more agency than Misa, but it's somehow. But then they also take a lot of it away because she doesn't have powers in this, so she's completely reliant on light. She doesn't. They're not Misa in the in the story. She actually has more power than light. She has an even greater level of murder murdering ability than light does. So. You know, 
the writers giveth and the writers taketh away when it comes to female agency, I guess. Yeah. Let's let's give her more agency and let's have her use it for right. pure evil. Pure so petty in this, evil. it's like, it's just a different style of misogyny. Instead yeah. of like, oh, women are capable of doing things, but they're like too stupid. It's women are incapable of doing things. They are evil manipulator temptresses. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is, so Misa, I just looked up Misa. Yeah. Misa looks kind of like um, the friend of mine that parts of Margaret Qualley's performance reminded me of watching it. We love, um, <laughs> we love BPD women on their spot. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, who's like, she's like a, a Red Scare listener. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, Misa. Here's the thing. They say Misa and Mia are different characters. Mm-hmm. They're both Red Scare listeners. I'm gonna I'm gonna send yeah. you a picture right now, Katsu, and you, I they're think we'll, both we'll fucking crazy. Both those both those girls really high chances that they have an eating disorder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... so I I just I just sent you a picture. I feel like you'll understand mm-hmm. what I mean when you see. Okay. It. Can't wait to see this picture of this goth chick that <laughs> Stevie's about to send me. Oh, I see it. Yeah, I completely see it. It's not even like the gothiness. It's just no. just a vibe, you know? Exactly. I know P. Don't send Elon Musk that picture. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Musk, in real life, is insanely horny for the character of Misa. Wait, um, that's that a real fact about the world? That is a real factoid, oh, okay? I don't, I don't <laughs> like that, and I already didn't like him quite a bit. Yeah, somebody made, somebody made a tweet about uh, with pictures of Misa being like, if you look like this, DM me. Elon Musk liked it and then got roasted for that so hard he made uh like likes hit it. <laughs> wow. This... Uh, also, oh. I don't know how this ties into the whole Elon Musk being insanely horny for Misa, but Grimes has a song that is kind of written from the character Misa's perspective. Okay. Called Shinigami Eyes. Oh, that is definitely from Mises' perspective. Yeah, yeah it, it, it sure fucking <laughs> it's is. So, it's so specific. I don't want to think about how that plays into the whole Elon Musk being horny thing. Everyone. That must be like a that must be like a thing with him. Like, yeah, I bet he strikes me as one of those guys that like he knows the broad strokes of this property, but he's never actually watched it to absorb the point. So he just knows that Misa is hot, light is cool, yeah. and that's it. And we would be if we were ever were in a room with him, be like. What do you think about the ending? And be like, I didn't watch that. I just, I just thought she was hot. I'm like, he would oh, go crazy cool. with the Death Note. <laughs> yeah. He would it's absolutely like, like go crazy. The Cybertruck looks like a car Blade Runner would drive. Yeah, like Blade Runner was a character in the movie Blade Runner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can we agree that Light Yagami should be killing billionaires and he's not? Like uh, he's kind uh, of unimaginable. Twenty seventeen. Henry Kissinger lived until twenty twenty three. Uh, what the fuck is up with that? Light? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he, like, he, he wants to take out I thought you killed criminals. criminals. Yeah, and it's like, there's a lot of big ones that I would actually feel kind of like, well, you so, know, I just say, it was a life, like, technically, but... One thing that happens in the universe of Death Note, like, one thing that is canon is that Trump gets elected. <laughs> <laughs> whatever politics happen in the world of death note mm-hmm. trump still gets elected yeah i feel like you can't have 
the Trump administration without the Obama administration. Yeah. I I don't yeah. really yeah. The the manga was written during the Bush administration. Mm. But again, it takes place over a pretty long chunk of time. So in universe, the anime ends in 2011, which was in the future at the time it came out. Right. <laughs> but when it came out, it was still the Bush administration. So the president in 2011 is like a Bush stereotype, like mm. a Bush type. Yeah. And I know that's just because of how things worked out, but the political implications of the American of America in the Death Note anime and manga universe is uh, truly mind boggling. So I guess it would be that that, that uh, Bush type, I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, like a like Rick Perry or whatever. Maybe would, we have, uh, okay. Hear me out. This in actually... 2008, and then be a one-term president followed by one-term Obama or yeah, yeah one-term Obama 2012 to 2016, and then Trump. hear me out. Okay, in the Justin universe, we get Al Gore in 2000. Okay, all right. And then Bush is a two-term president from 2004 to. 2012 and then we get a one-term okay. obama presidency and then we get trump okay okay like that yeah. actually <laughs> i can see that playing out in the real world mm -hmm. so yeah depending on what happens yeah yeah so i think that's what happened in <laughs> <laughs> my point is that ed like should be aiming higher that's all yeah and they i you think but he thinks like a cop so what yeah Honestly, if it was me, people? if it was me, honestly, I don't know if I would use a death note if I had it, but if it was me, yeah. I would not be trying to, I would not be taking out petty criminals. I simply would not. But I don't have Light's beautiful mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have so Light's beautiful mind. Hey everybody, it's Editing Katu here, and as you've probably guessed by now, we are splitting this episode of Death Pod, Death Pod December, uh, it's, it's actually going to be a two-parter, all right? We're splitting it up into two parts for the sake of time. So come back next week, hear us discuss the second half of Death Note, the 2017 Netflix movie. Who wins? Is it light or L? You know, just wait a week. You'll find out. Um... But seriously, thank you for listening, and I will see you, or you'll hear me next week. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>